Hey Flo, how's it going? <laughs> hey Tony. I don't know. Normally we start with the song, and I just wanted to switch it up this time. Just kidding. What am I saying? Bam, 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 Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> Space mess here after dark. Happy, it is. It is dark, actually. Ten o'clock almost. It's nine thirty. It is nine thirty. It's nine thirty on Ash Wednesday. Happy Ash Wednesday, everyone. Happy Ash Wednesday. There's something on your face day. <laughs> there sure is. One of my classmates was like, Flo, what is on your forehead? And I was just like, it's Ash Wednesday. And she was like, oh. I don't think that meant anything to her. Maybe not. Father Dewey told a story during Mass today about how he um, was giving out ashes. You know, first, for those of you who haven't been in the Catholic Mass on Ash Wednesday, which is the beginning of Lent for us, um, basically... We go up and we receive ashes, like everyone goes in a line and filters out of their pew up to the front. They give their ashes, then they go back to their pew. And by give their ashes, they walk up and someone is standing up there with a bowl of ashes. Yeah. They put their thumb in it and they make the sign of the cross on their forehead. So you have a cross shape of ashes on your forehead. So yesterday, which is today for us, which is yesterday for you, if you saw people walking around with black stuff on their foreheads, that means they're Catholic. Was it an accident? Yeah, it was not an accident. I've heard other denominations do ashes now, I think. Really? Yeah. Well, Father Dewey said that he put ashes on a kid's head and the kid like gave him a super dirty look and then walked back. And then when they came back when the kid came back for communion, he put the communion close to him and said, Body of Christ. And the kid said, Can you clean off my forehead, please? <laughs> kid. I'm talking like just first fresh out of first communion i'm surprised the parents didn't explain it to him though i mean yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know maybe they didn't maybe want to talk during mass <laughs> or before i mean like i still ask jenna a lot of stuff during mass that i should probably know <laughs> you know why is he doing that yeah what is that why are we here <laughs> <laughs> just kidding why are we here why are we here On that's this, the topic today this planet why are we here Earth. Oh, wait. What are you giving up for Lent? Um, wait, first, I guess. Sorry. This is a space podcast, but hmm, welcome to our lives. Yeah, uh, why don't you tell everyone what Lent is for those, for those of us who do not know? Oh, nice. Lent is a 40-day period that ends on Easter Sunday. Isn't it like 46 days, actually? <clears throat> it's 40 days, not counting Sundays. Not counting Sundays. Okay. Yeah. You don't celebrate. You don't like practice like... The, it's well. It's a season of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Um, it's a penitential season. It's forty days because forty is a really important number in the Bible because right. Jesus journeyed through the desert for forty days without food or water and was tempted by the devil. The Israelites journeyed through the desert for forty years, so it's just a period of really entering the desert um, and kind of getting rid of the comforts of your life and trying to draw near to God and allow Him to draw you closer to Him. That's why people give up stuff. Yeah. To make room. Because when you fast from something, when you give something up, right, you cut it out and it kind of removes you from this world. And then by adding in prayer, it elevates you to the next world. So what are you giving up? Um, I'm doing this whole program thing called Aspera, which um, I think means thorns in Latin. 
And so it's either thorns or wet diaper. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know which one, (laughs) but it's like a certain regimen of prayer every day. So like a daily rosary reflecting on the gospel, um, a nightly examine and then something else. And then fasting from like all sweets, sugary drinks, um, is I that why you're like, drinking water and not well LaCroix doesn't have any sugar in it so you I'm could. actually drinking water not LaCroix probably for the first time in our podcasting history just because I'm so thirsty I okay this is what I've been fasting from for the past like three months accidentally I stopped drinking water oh gosh I quit cold turkey and like I'll maybe drink a glass a day Oh gosh, Flo. and I am a six foot tall woman. There's a lot of me that needs <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of cells that desperately need water but I'm feeling great. I'm just going to get kidney stones one of these days. You know, <laughs> casual. <laughs> it's really bad. But yeah, I'm drinking water because I'm thirsty. Wait, tell tell everyone what you were supposed to give up that you decided not to give up. Oh, that's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> okay. I'm like. Defense mode. Here we go. I'm really <laughs> defensive about this. <laughs> okay. I like really love the lord and i am like all about diving headfirst into lent and stuff like this but part of this program that i'm doing if you want to know what it is just look up the fastingcatholic.net but um in one part it also says fasting from any kind of like media or music that like is just inappropriate um or profane right or like any kind of like nudity or like all this stuff um And so then underneath that, they say, for example, (laughs) The Bachelor and like certain kinds of music. Game of Thrones. Right. And so my boyfriend and I are watching The Bachelor. And Are you guys on Batch Bracket? No. Okay. This is his like first season really getting into it. Oh, got to ease him in. But yeah. No, he's like more intense. I don't, but this makes me sound like. I don't know. And someone's listening is probably like, who cares? No one cares that you watch The Bachelor. But like, I disagree fundamentally on every level. It's trash TV. <laughs> it's garbage. Yeah. And like everything that you're doing, and it's actually like really harmful to these people's souls. And it's really sad that they're but, doing these but things. But he's a virgin. Aren't you? Isn't that, doesn't that make it okay? No, it's like really sad that they're just using people. It's basically just a show about how to that use people faster. And it's really sad. Correct. It's bad. But bad, bad, bad. the show, the program says that we can't watch The Bachelor while I'm on this program. And I just need to know. Also, it just keeps me relevant. Yeah. Because then I like, I don't, I just need to know what the people in my class are talking about so so that I can speak truth to the fact that this show is trash. Speaking of staying relevant, do we have some stories for you? Do we? We do. Zwili. (laughs) <laughs> have some stories for you. <laughs> um, so we realized we, um, it's been a couple of weeks, several weeks since we've had an episode, but basically we have some really rad episodes prepped and ready to go for you. But today we just wanted to release one to kind of get you up to speed with what's happening in the space industry and kind of what we've missed out on this past couple months. Um, and cause we have some really, really cool stuff and I don't want to try and cram it all in, hmm. you know, like, and rush through it before like a super awesome topic. So mm. today we're going to tell you about a bunch of cool stuff that's happening. And then next episode, we're going to dive into something cool. Nice. Cool. So the first one, which is really cool. I, I don't know if you guys have heard. So this isn't exactly the story, but um, we mentioned it last time that SpaceX launched the first private spacecraft to ever land on the moon. Now it hasn't landed on the moon yet. So if it lands on the moon, 
it would be the first private spacecraft to do so. And so it launched in February, someday in February. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, it's going to take eight weeks to get to the moon. And you may think, I mean, maybe we don't know how long it takes to get to the moon, but it really only takes like less than a week to get to the moon if you do a quote-unquote straight shot. Um, so why? Why is it going to take eight weeks and why is it so important? So if everything goes according to plan, Bereshit, which is the name of this uh, with Israel's lunar lander, it'll orbit around the Earth for like six weeks, um, slowly getting into a, a wider and wider orbit as it heads to its final destination. And then it'll arrive in lunar orbit in early April, um, trying to land on April 11th on the moon. And so the nonprofit group Space IL and the company Israel Aerospace Industries, or IAI, um, are putting this together now. Like I said, China's Chang'e 4, or Chang'e, still don't know how to pronounce that, landed the far side of the moon in just four and a half days. So, Space IL's co-founder, Yonatan Weintraub, says that the problem is that it doesn't allow to it doesn't allow them to choose the orbit completely. They have to consider the requirements from the other payloads of the rocket. So you can't just go straight off to the moon from Earth orbit um, because the two celestial bodies must be lined up perfectly before Bereshit, uh, which means in the beginning in Hebrew, um, can basically make its move. And so uh, the co-founder says the moon is coming around and we're doing our own orbit and we need to synchronize everything. And for that, we need to do something called phasing loops to make sure that when the mood comes around in the right position, um, you can capture perfectly with it. And that takes time. So to be honest, this is actually saving them a ton of money. So they're, instead of launching straight to the moon and using a ton of fuel, they're launching just to earth orbit, slowly doing maneuvers to escape the gravity and then pushing off to the moon when the time is right. So they're saving money, but um, it's just a little different. So a successful touchdown for this would be a huge deal. It would be the first privately funded spacecraft to land on the moon. And Space IL slash IAI um, would be the first non-superpower or government entity in general uh, to do this. Today, only the Soviet Union, United States, and China have done it. So basically what Bereshit's going to do is that it's going to study the local magnetic field of um, the moon. And then it will investigate lunar craters. And then uh, its main mission, though, which is really, really cool, is to inspire young people, especially kids, to explore space and want to go to the moon someday because that's going to be our next step. Aww. Isn't that cool? That is our next step, especially yeah. for the United States. Hey next piece of news, in case you missed it. Trump on... Um, President Donald Trump on February 19th Thank you. signed a Space Policy Directive 4 ordering the Pentagon to establish the Space Force. So we already have six, or no, we already have five branches of the U.S. military. We have the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, and the Coast Guard. And he is proposing officially that we have the Space Force as our sixth. So we talked about this before, but it didn't end up going through because mm -hmm. it, it wasn't well prepared and they, he couldn't get Congress on board, basically. Which he still needs to get them to approve. Right. Right. They haven't done that yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the main goal of this Space Force is to secure and extend our space domain, the United States space domain. And he called space a new warfighting domain, which, which kind of freaks me out. Yeah, I don't like that. Space is not meant for that. So last yeah. time we talked about this, which was maybe a year ago, we brought up the, oh God, I wish I could remember, yeah. the Outer Space Treaty mm -hmm. of 19... Something. Good God. Something a 60s? long time ago. 
I don't remember. Wasn't it around the Cold War? Because they want to make sure that we didn't do that. 1967, I think it was. You know, I have a computer right here. I can just check. <laughs> um, nope, nope, nope. No? One of the specific things in this treaty was saying that... And other celestial bodies. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. 1967! Nice! Yeah. Basically, it was saying that space is not meant um, for militarization, especially the um, cislunar space, which is the space between here and the moon. So it's a little odd that he's saying this, um, but... You know, he is a bit of an unorthodox president. So (laughs) I wouldn't say it's odd that he is saying it. that's true. I think it's odd it's being said. But it's also probably not out of the question. Um, So the Space Force would be within... It would be like a Department of the Air Force, just the way that the Marine Corps is a part of the Navy. Right. This is his fourth space policy directive. Um, Fourth time is the charm? Yeah, I mean, so the first space policy directive that he had directed NASA to get humans back to the moon as a stepping stone to Mars when we talk about LOPG, the human, or what's it called, the Lunar Orbital Gateway. Best name NASA's ever come up with. Platform Gateway. Um, The second uh, space policy directive, streamline regulations for commercial space. So getting like SpaceX and Blue Origin on board and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And then the third basically dealt with the management of space traffic. Make sure that everyone's launching certain windows. It's going to get busy up there. So that was necessary. And then the fourth one is the Space Force. And once again, the most exciting part about the Space Force is t-shirts. Yeah. yeah you this, can say the that logo. you're in the Space Force. Hopefully, like, what do you want? The, the logos aren't nearly as bad as they were the last time they proposed this, but we'll see. They were pretty bad. If you want to laugh, go on Google and look up Space Force logos. Yep. You can do that right now. <laughs> um, wow, Flo is looking that up. No, we're just going to wait. Um, okay, that's let me show you. That's not that bad. No. That one? No. No, no. That's the one that somebody that made. No, that's super cool. I know that is. This one. No. No. It's like a whale. Um, None of these look, look bad up to me. This one. This one. Oh, it's this one. No, this is the one that he tweeted, though. This. Yeah. He tweeted all of those. And like, it, those are cool, but they're not logos. Okay. TBH, um, I'm looking at a specific image. I guess Tony is saying that Trump tweeted this image and it has six different logos on it. Yeah. If you look this up, look it up. The second one on the top row is our logo. Is our logo. <laughs> so basically, actually, no, legit. A mix. These are very similar to ours. I think he found my Pinterest I think board. He's a big fan. Yeah. He. I think we should send him a T-shirt. Oh my gosh. I mean, no, he has to. Mr. President. Donald Trump. If you want a T-shirt, you have to donate twenty dollars on Patreon first. <laughs> You're just like the rest of us. But that would be a super cool one if that's. There's cool ones. Oh, I'm really stoked. I'm stoked about the Space Force for the merch. Yeah, that's actually really sick. If you look up official Space Force defense operations, that one's super cool. I wonder how elite the Space Force would be. Do you think we could join? I mean, I'm not saying that it'd be perfect for it, but I think it'd be pretty fun to have up there. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. That, that, that one, I'll do it. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, okay, so remember, remember last week, uh, okay, well, we'll we'll take some pictures when we get those Space Force t-shirts. But remember last week when I told you that Japan's Hayabusa 2 spacecraft was going to Ryugu to do a sample return? 
Well, it freaking did it. I knew that it was going to happen right around this next podcast. So the spacecraft, Hayabusa 2, um, is basically conducting a sample return mission at this near-Earth asteroid called Ryugu. So first, the spacecraft, the spacecraft will ease itself down towards the asteroid's rocky surface and then immediately bounce back up. It just, like, kisses the asteroid. Um, but basically what it did, which is super cool, if you guys are in front of a computer or something, look up Hayabusa 2 uh asteroid or something like that even if you look up hayabusa 2 h-a-y-a-b-u-s-a it'll show the actual video of it doing it it's crazy it comes down it touches the surface right as it touches the surface it shoots a bullet into the asteroid which uh flares up a bunch of debris and then the spacecraft sucked up all the debris and that's how it did its sample return and then it's gonna fly home so sick it is so it's on its way back now not quite. It's going to do some other things there. So basically, after the, the sample return it just did, or after the sample collection it just did, um, in April, it's going to create an artificial creator on this thing. Um, then it's going to examine it to see what happened. And then there are more surface operations that are it's going to do as well. So in the early summer, it's going to touch down for a second time inside this new creator it just created. Whoa, creator... Yeah, um, to get a different perspective. And then in the late summer, it'll deploy the last of its onboard rovers um, to get another look at the ro- rocky surface. And rumor has it that it's, oh, no, never mind. That was something else. I saw a news article that Toyota was creating a lander. But if they're creating one, then it's clearly not on this spacecraft because that's already in space. I didn't say it was. Oh, I thought you were saying like it was the same. No, but this is also Japanese. Hayabusa is Japanese. I was thinking about the next news piece about yeah. China. Flo's not generalizing Jap- Japanese people. Okay. Um, and so by the end of this year, it'll then be on its way back and hopefully be here by the end of 2020. Um, so, yeah. It's awesome. Very cool. So what about China? China. I was reading ahead on the next news piece because I think it's so cool. China is planning to build the world's first ever solar power station in space. So by the year 2050, they are planning on launching four to six tethered balloons that will provide inexhaustible clean energy. Um, But not only energy to use up there in space, but they're also planning on sending it back down to earth so they said these balloons will collect sunlight and convert solar energy to microwave before beaming it back to earth receiving stations on the ground will convert such microwaves to electricity and distribute it to a grid can you believe that so okay so it's going to collect stuff from the sun then it's going to beam down energy using microwaves yeah i wonder if microwaves are gonna like be bad for us in that sense aren't you already not to stand supposed to stand close to the microwave yeah, I don't know. Is that a myth? Don't they have, like, protective shielding on it now? Jenda avoided the microwave when she was pregnant. I guess she did, but we don't really know why. You know? Yeah. Like, you're afraid to, like, cook your child? <laughs> you know? I've just always heard that it's harmful. Which I've I'm heard, so hoping I've heard it's they harmful, would really I've, look into. I've never, like, done the research. I've right. just heard. Yeah. Like, how? Um, Not to walk around barefoot when you're sick. Really? Yeah, that's what my mom always says. Yeah, my mom said I'm not supposed to go outside in the rain. With your hair wet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which people are like, oh, no, that's not how science works. You get sick because of viruses and bacteria. But it's like, actually, if your hair is wet, 
Then why You're does cold. it happen every time? Yeah. <laughs> How come I get a sore throat every time I wake up? <laughs> wow. Well, that would be super cool. Kind of reminds me of a Dyson sphere. You know what that is? Like the vacuum? <laughs> <laughs> Very similar to the vacuum. Um, really, really close. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a Dyson sphere is a like theorized alien megastructure basically where um an alien we we kind of speculate that an alien civilization would are you okay Flo? <laughs> i say things that make me sound so dumb sometimes <laughs> you did say dyson right i did okay but it's it's named after a scientist named freeman dyson yeah so are the vacuums probably yeah probably probably <laughs> but basically it's it's a dyson sphere is a like think of it as a bunch of rings around kind of like a a bunch of connected rings around the sun of a uh solar system mm -hmm. they dismantle the the innermost planet to create these basically solar panels that go all the way around their sun in like a spin mm -hmm. and they send that energy that it collects to the planets theorized but very cool Flo has that look on her face <laughs> that I want to ask something but I'm like should I wait until we're off the air <laughs> just ask it did you say that we think that aliens are doing this um base okay so that they have a this. ring around their planet um so when scientists first saw pulsars, which are like these really rotate, really quickly rotating objects in space, mm -hmm. they kind of like, they kind of, they, they pulse, the light pulses. Like it's, it's like a rhythmic twinkling star. Wow. So it's got like a, a really fast cadence to it. Um, people that saw that originally didn't, they didn't understand that it could be a rotating object that only flashes light at you every other second because to us at that time we only knew of stars doing that so they thought because of how light dips down when a planet crosses in front of it so when we're viewing a star and we have basically like a light collecting instrument when the light level goes down and then comes back up we know that a planet is orbiting that star and the planet passed in front of the star mm -hmm. from our view so we know that so putting those two things together when we saw the pulsar for the first time People just theorized that there could be aliens out there that built these megastructures that spin around the star, dipping the light every once in a while, like every second or whatever. Um, and, you know, people are hopeful. But, yeah. That's so cool. Aliens, man. Aliens. Pretty cool stuff. Um, speaking of aliens, just kidding. Uh, Planet Nine. <laughs> we found some. <laughs> yeah. Planet Nine is likely to be found within the decade. So for those of you who don't know, uh, what planet nine is uh, basically three years ago caltech astronomers constantine batigan and mike brown who's also known as pluto killer est Aww. estimated yeah well he did us all a favor estimated that the hyp <laughs> hypothesized planet nine also known as planet x or giant planet five or whatever is perhaps 10 times more massive than earth and lo loops around the sun at a distance uh 600 times m further than the earth does um, we've now realized that it's probably closer to like five times the size of Earth, but its orbit is so large and we think it's like a, I mean, when it's so far away from the sun, it's really hard to see, obviously, because there's no light on it. Mm -hmm. um, we're still looking for it, but basically what happened was, so Pluto was 
kind of demoted from planet hood around the same time this uh astronomer mike brown and then his partner constantine batigan um if you guys want to know about this uh, further about this there's some really good episodes of the planetary society podcast where they actually interview them it's really really fascinating but basically they were looking at the orbits in a computer simulation of all of the planets and they realized that it wasn't possible for the planets to be moving as they were moving with only these forces present there had to have been another force acting on these planets so using computer simulation they theorized that a planet in a specific spot at a specific size could affect the planets in such way to make their orbits true as we know them today and so they're totally theorizing this ninth planet that we haven't discovered yet um, but it's pretty exciting we may have a new planet in the solar system Fantastic. i think they think it's its orbit is like twenty thousand years or something crazy like that so if we were to find it it would be insane like every 20,000 years it loops around the sun you know that would be cool whoa yeah dang so planet nine coming in hot coming in hot <laughs> um jeff bezos founder of amazon gave a private talk about his aerospace company blue origin he said that he wants to use it to help more heavy industry into space to protect this planet and to prevent a resource limited civilization of status um, but he also challenged the idea of civilization settling. of stasis status sounds very, very different. <laughs> we live in a civilization of status, actually. We're we sure already there. Do. Stasis, my bad. Um, but he also challenged Elon Musk about settling on Mars. And he said, quote, go live on the top of Mount Everest for a year first and see if you like it because it's a garden paradise compared to Mars. Will he take him up on the challenge? Will Elon Musk move to the top of the Mount Everest for a year? Find out next <laughs> on the official do 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 SpaceX podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sign the petition to make Elon move. Yeah. <laughs> we really want you to live on Mount Everest. Yeah. He's our boss though, so we can't. You're right. He pays us. Yeah. He pays us to features. God, I wish so. <laughs> Oh, man. But that's our big news. That's In case it. you missed it, that's everything that's been that going on. That is the state of space 2019. Every year on Ash Wednesday, we should do like a recap of what's going on in space. Yeah. That would be sick. Just how everyone's doing up there. Yeah. What'd you give up for Lent? What's going on with Elon Musk? How are we currently fighting in space? What's up? Our one year anniversary is about to come up. No way. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, whoa, March. March 22nd. March 22nd? I think. No, I would remember that. It's my cat's birthday. Mm, would you remember that? Because I've been the only one to remember <clears throat> every time. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used up all my Instagram time. I can't check. But Wait, what? Okay, how do oh, I just checked the first post on Instagram? Yeah, you posted, like, it's officially launched. I think it's March 22nd. In which case, we need to do something special for an yeah. official one year of the podcast. We just need an excuse to party. We do. Yeah. I'm checking Ooh. Instagram right now. Hold on. We should get those things that we were talking about in that one episode. Those things. <laughs> hmm. Well, you're talking about the inventions that have come from NASA technology. Wait, what? Like the. Spinoffs? The, yeah. And like the keg wrap. Remember that? Oh, one? yeah. Yeah. And like a bunch of different odd things. The keg wrap was the one that stuck to my machine. head. X-ray machine. 
<laughs> let's <laughs> get it. Wrap. Let's go um, wrap a keg and check check its temperature while sitting in an X-ray machine. And um, March first, Flo. No way. Yeah. Happy one year space for messy your podcast. Yeah, happy one year. One year and four days. Time flies. Sure does. Top three things that have changed in your life since the podcast launched. Go. <laughs> oh, that's not hard. <laughs> uh, in the last year, yeah, I had a baby. I was diagnosed with Crohn's. Oh, we said top three, right? Yeah. Just first three things that you're thinking. Oh, dear. doesn't Top three doesn't have to mean good. Okay, well, the baby is still yeah. one of them for those of you who think I'm a total butthole right now. <laughs> <laughs> baby, Crohn's, and... My apartment got flooded, so I moved in with my parents. Yeah, you had a crazy year. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Mine does not feel like crazy. I got new glasses. Nice. I got a new job. Nice. And then I got another new job. Yeah, very good. <laughs> that sounds so dumb. Okay, well, no, what happened in the past year? I know. I'm trying to think what else happened. Oh, we did take six months off. So that was the thing. Yeah. We went on hiatus. We went I... on yatus. <laughs> oh, I ate. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, 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 Top oh. three biggest things that have happened in my year Wait, since are you gonna, we launched. Are you going to say it? I don't think any. I think most people know. Okay. okay. But this is. Okay. T- number one, I got food poisoning Oof. for the first time, like, or I don't know if it was the first. Okay, basically, I undercooked meat, Oof. pork, Oof. and it was severe. I'm going to put that on my list. I will forever remember 2018 as that. Um, 2018, the past year, it was officially when I started working for the church, and I was an interim youth minister, and then now I'm a middle school minister, and kind of a big thing. I'm going to be a focused missionary. Um, so that's a pretty big deal. So what is but- that? Oh, what is uh focus is the fellowship of Catholic university students. So basically I will spend the next two years evangelizing to college students around the United States, around the United States. Nice. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna have to figure out how to do Skype stuff. Yeah. We'll just have sister Miriam. It can't be hard. I don't, I know it's not hard, but I just haven't figured out how to do it. Yeah. That's kind of big, but food poisoning also falls under the category of me. It's comparable with me giving my life away to the Lord for two years. It's <laughs> very true. <laughs> it was a really bad episode. Dang. That's severe. Oh, I also learned how to ride a scooter what? last month. Wait, hold so, on. You didn't know how to ride a scooter? I know. I had a weird childhood. <laughs> I didn't learn how to ride a bike until I was nine. Really? Yeah. And then the month that I learned how to ride it, I got it on May 6th. By like May 28th, I fell off and broke birthday. my ankle. What? One of my best friends, his birthday's on May 6th. So is mine. Wait, what? Yeah. Your birthday's on May 6th? <laughs> yeah. His girlfriend's birthday is also on May 6th. Yeah. Uh, introduce me. I can't we wait. Can have what? A party. Your birthday's on May 6th? Yeah. Who else's birthday is on May 6th? Wow. Um, I think Ronald Reagan or something. No, really? Bill Clinton. Do you something. know your. Yeah. Charlie Theron has my birthday. Which oh, is wow. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> Anyway, ooh, that was rich. That was good. 
Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Um, if you liked this episode, would you share it with your friends or take a screenshot of it and post it on Instagram? We would really appreciate that. That would Flo's be just, so cool. She's rushing to the end because she wants to skip over <laughs> the rap <laughs> portion. Act like I didn't see it. <laughs> and additionally, if you can support us and would like to, you can go to patreon.com slash spacefootmessier or go to www.spacefootmessier.com. Can I tell them about what you showed me at the house? You can. Oh my gosh, we got new shirts, guys. We and did. they're freaking McDope. So get excited um, if you want to learn how to get more involved. And you can even snag yourself a t-shirt. I was going to say a free t-shirt, but technically uh, it's free. It's free with your support. Um, thank you for joining us as we set sail for the Space Force the Space applications. Force. Um, we're going to go interview next week. so Yeah. I mean, Elon gave us the time off, so we might as well. <laughs> Yeah, he's on Mount Everest, so we're just going to take the week off. He doesn't notice that we're not here. Yeah. Donald Trump, we're coming for you. We're interviewing. Whether Get you like excited. We're going to be wearing matching track suits. That's, oh, we really do want to do I that. I know. Oh, guys. Fun fact. I We talked about that, and then that night I texted Flo because I was looking at the order form for track suits, and it, the first question it asked me, what, what was your end scene? And I texted Flo, and I just said, hey, Flo. And she goes, immediately, she just texts back, my end scene is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... <laughs> I could feel it. My inseam is 36 inches if anyone wants to buy me pants. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Have the best week. Have the best Lent ever. Have the best. Oh, hashtag best Lent ever. Hashtag. I'm going to be doing. I'm Michael Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> My, okay, just to let you guys know, for Lent, um, I didn't talk about what I was doing, but. Yeah, we I'm, didn't ask you. I'm going to be. Uh, one of the things that our church is doing is going to bestlentever.com and signing up for this video series that basically hits you up every every week and gives you reflection. Um, but I think it's daily. Is it daily? I think it's daily. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. But basically, I realized that I need to give something up that I overindulge in to make room for prayer. And I overindulge in hot showers. So Ooh. I'm not going to go super cold yet, but I'm just giving up hot showers. So I'll start lukewarm and then go down from there. And then... Ice um, baths. Yeah, <laughs> straight to home homemade cryotherapy um, and then hopefully take at least five minutes shorter showers and just add five minutes of prayer to my day because i know that when i just add five force myself to add five minutes it's a realistic goal and it'll grow into so much more nice so yeah but best lent ever is something that our priest told us about today so i'm gonna go there and sign up yeah and if you have any questions or if you're really confused about why we talked about lent so much I dare you to Google it. I freaking I freaking dare, dare you. <laughs> People are like, when is this music going to play them out? I've been waiting. They teased me. They did their ending and it's bit. right. Now. Nice. That was See good. you guys later. <laughs> See ya. Thanks. <laughs> Rocket plane, tranquility, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. That was definitely an e-ticket.